What's up, everybody? This is Wes Hoffman, and this is another episode of Wes Hoffman with Friends. On this episode, I'm continuing to talk to uh, the fine young gentleman of the band Sundressed. Uh, this episode is with AJ, who uh, played guitars and bass on the album and who does some of the songwriting. Uh, really, really cool dude. We talked a lot about, um, of course, about their new record, Home Remedy, but also just about songwriting and influences and uh, a little bit about veganism as well, which was interesting. So um, really enjoyed this, and I've really been having a lot of fun um, talking to these guys about uh, their record and their band and where they're going and how they're dealing with it all during the pandemic. So I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, you can check them out at Sundressed Band uh, on in- Instagram. And again, I just want to say if you guys enjoy this episode, if you enjoy the podcast, um, please do feel free to share online, uh, on Instagram, um, get the message out about it, um, and just help spread the word. I would really appreciate it, and that's all that I ask. So um, without further ado, here's this episode with AJ Peacocks from Sundrust. What's up, everybody? Uh, this is Wes Hoffman, and um, I'm here with AJ Peacocks from Sundressed, among other projects. How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, thanks again for, for joining me. Yeah, no problem, man. Uh, I, I'm just... Me on. Yeah, you'll have to forgive me. I'm just double-checking that I have everything recording the way it's supposed to. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're good. This new equipment sometimes, like, it's, it's throwing me off a little bit, but um, it makes it sound so much better. Yeah, I totally, I know. I, I've, uh, I also have a podcast with Trevor, and I'm the one that, like, sets up the calls and the microphones and mixes it and everything, so I know, <laughs> I know what goes into it, and it's, it, it sucks when... Uh, when something isn't working. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It really does. Yeah, it's, and it's like, it's just, it's a lot of troubleshooting when you get, have something new. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a coffee podcast, right? Yeah, it's a, I'll plug it. It's called Social Drip. Okay. Um, it's available everywhere. And we, we like kind of started it um, as sort of a, a hobby to be able to like talk to our friends and uh, reminisce about touring uh, during quarantine. And, we did like a whole first season of it, and now we're getting ready to do like a second season of it. Um, so yeah, that's exciting. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, um, you know, that's actually how I just talked to Trevor last week, and then uh, I'm talking to um, Vic, your other bandmate, tomorrow. So it's cool. It's like that's actually podcasting is how I met um, Trevor and everybody in Sundressed, and it's a really cool like. Um, the vehicle for to like get to know people. Um, I have made so many good friends through. I met so many people that I wouldn't have met if it wasn't for podcasting. Um, I used to do this podcast called Strange House with a few of my best friends, and um, we would focus just on music. And uh, it's super super fun way to just like connect with new people, but also like an excuse to you know, like you said, reconnect with your old friends and like catch up with them uh, for sure. Yeah, I love it. It's, it's been super fun and getting to, getting to be on podcasts is just as fun too. So it's a good time all around. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So, 
Um, you are part of Sundressed, and you, uh, you guys just released this new album called Home Remedy. Um, I'm a huge fan, dude. Um, I was already a big... Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. Um, thank you for putting out this album. Um, <laughs> um, I am such a... Uh, I, I mean, I was a fan of Sundressed before this album. Um, I met them around... Uh, I met Trevor and some of the other guys in like 2017, 2017. So um, I knew some songs and, and I had been listening along. But this album... I was very, very impressed. I love, um, uh, not that I, you know, didn't like the other stuff. I was just, I really, really liked it when it came out. And I heard the songs that you guys were releasing and, um, like, leading up to it. And then when the album came out, I was like, oh, shit. Like, uh, this is an album full of bangers. <laughs> Dude, thank you so much. And, and yeah, I, I, I kind of get what you're saying because, I mean, uh, this is the first record that me and Vic um, played on, so the sound inherently is going to be a little bit different, but also kind of intentionally. Um, I was uh, I, I, I played all the bass and guitar and acoustic, basically everything that wasn't a drum on this record, and I really, really did want it to have like kind of a an evolution of the sound of Sundress and kind of we talk a lot about um, you know like a band has a vocal identity. Like, as soon as you hear Trevor sing, you're like, oh, this is a Sundress song. But I kind of wanted it to be like, as soon as, as soon as you heard the first riff, you knew it was a Sundress song. So, a guitar identity, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that. And um, I said the exact same thing on um, when I talked to Trevor on the last episode, was that um, I love the way that he phrases his lyrics and melodies um, is different than most bands, and that does give it like an identity and a sound. Like, oh, if you if I if a sundress song just came on um, my Spotify radio or a shuffle, I would be like, oh, I think that's Trevor singing. But with this album specifically, I definitely got um, uh, a, a really good idea of what you guys were doing like with the guitars and, and I'm a guitar player and singer as well so um I, I that's stuff that I listen for and I was like oh man the guitar work on this is really good too like every song has a really good vocal hook but I feel like also a really good uh guitar hook as well so um great work on that oh, really. thank you man that means a lot yeah yeah so tell me about like um uh what was that like having to you know you played all the guitars and the bass um I'm actually getting ready to do that for my own music uh, coming up here in December. I'm going into the studio for a couple of days, and um, I demo everything out on GarageBand and like I have programmed drums and then like take them to the guys in the band, and I'm kind of like, hey, here's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, can you learn this and like add a little bit of your own flair to it? Like, how did you guys do that? I mean, Trevor threw in like how he, you know, his contribution and how he normally writes like the lyrics and the melodies and everything. How was that for you going into this, knowing that you had a lot of work with like, you know, probably two or three guitar tracks and a bass track on it as well? Right. Yeah. Um, I will, as you know, because you said you're demoing it out for your, your own stuff, playing all the instruments. Um, it's really it's really awesome. And I was super excited to get to do it um, because it, it's just easier to like you know only have to consult like myself and Trevor and Vic and be like this is what I'm thinking is this cool instead of like you know another guitar player or a bass player and um <clears throat> so yeah it, it was it was really freeing and it was really fun to get to dude it was like so fun in the studio too because 
Uh, most of the time, it was just me and Mike Pepe, uh, our producer, that um, were there when we were recording guitars oh, okay. and bass. So we, we were, because uh, actually Sundress went on tour in the middle of the recording process, so I had to sit that tour out to um, go record the guitars for the record. And it was just so much fun because uh, we had access to all these awesome guitars and awesome amps, and we would just run around the studio being like, what about this guitar? Like, <laughs> it, it was it was so much fun. And I also, um, you know, the, the other thing is, since I wrote and recorded all this stuff, I was able to have stems and, like, isolated guitar tracks and isolated bass tracks of exactly, like, what I played on the record. So I could take that to Justin or Matt and be like, this is literally like exactly your part and here it is isolated, here it is like over the music. And it, that, that made it super easy because, you know, um, Sundress in the past had various lineup changes and different members and sometimes their producer was the one playing the guitar on the record uh, on old stuff. And then so what the exact parts were kind of got lost in the shuffle of everything. Ah, and so okay. it was sort of like an approximation um, of the song and now I was really excited to be like we know exactly what the parts are and so we can just practice those and you know that 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 was I was excited to get to do that because it was going to make everything else a lot easier yeah yeah that's a good idea I'd never had thought about like isolating the tracks out and sending them to um, you know the different band members and saying like hey here's your your part and and that's that's a really good idea that's cool man yeah I, you were probably um on the on to, uh, you were probably in the studio last year when they came through with Keep Flying, maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. that was the tour that I had to stay back home and record while they went out. And they, the guy that they got to replace me had the same guitar as me, and he's also vegan and wears glasses and looks like oh, me. Sick. So I was like, uh oh, <laughs> this record better be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. Oh, so you're vegan. Yeah, I am, and um, I just thought it was funny that they got, like, I, I don't even remember what that's, that dude's name was, but <laughs> it's just kind of funny. Yeah, no, no, that that is funny, yeah. I mean, I, the only reason I asked, I, I'm vegetarian. Um, I haven't went full-on vegan yet, but, like, a lot of times when I do have the opportunity, if I'm at a restaurant or something, I, I will get vegan cheese or something like that, but, um, yeah, that's just kind of, I felt like that's maybe, like, a little bit of common ground. How long have you been... Uh, um, living the vegan life? Um, about like two and a half years now. Okay. I kind of, um, I kind of did it to, uh, impress my girlfriend who is also vegan. She <laughs> was like coming, coming to visit and we hadn't da started dating yet. And I was like, I'm going to go vegan the whole time you're here. And then I just never stopped. Cause I was like, it, it had always been like a goal of mine. I, I'd been a vegetarian since like the, the eighth grade, I think. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, okay. So I was, I was just kind of waiting for like the excuse to dive into it you know like go fully vegan yeah yeah it's um i've been vegetarian now for a little over th for three and a half years now so um and it's it's easier than i thought like when i was growing up i grew up on a farm so like my perspective mm. of vegetarians and vegans was like this is so weird like why would you ever do that like you, you know, where do you get your protein? Like the, just all the questions that you hear. Um, and totally, and that, that, you know, we always thought like vegetarians are like judging us because we have a livestock farm and all that. And like, or I, I kind of always had that viewpoint anyway. And, 
now that I'm older, like, it's just, I just feel like it's better for me. And like, from a, a spiritual perspective, like, I don't want to add any unnecessary or contribute to any like unnecessary suffering in the world or like any additional hurt to the environment if I can help it. Um, so yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you, is that something like, you said you've been vegetarian for a really long time. Like, what were what was kind of your transition? I don't know. If, if this isn't something that you don't want to talk about, we don't have to. <laughs> oh no, I'm totally down to talk about it. Um, <laughs> you're you're asking a vegan to talk about veganism. Like, of course, <laughs> I want to talk about it. <laughs> but um, kind of how it happened was like, you know, when I was a kid, I I was like, wait, so meat is animals? And my parents were like, yeah. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't want to do that. Um, but, you know, I obviously had to because I was, you know, a, a child and I couldn't, like, make a big decision like that for myself. And then um, in eighth grade, like, we had to dissect fetal pigs. Oh my God. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And I was, like, a really good student and everything. And so I, I had never, like, just told a teacher, like, no, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> and luckily they didn't make me do it and I was like all right I'm going like full vegetarian now like no more meat at all in my diet just like and I did it super wrong at first I was like passing out all the time because oh. I wasn't getting any protein and I had like an iron deficiency but once I figured it out I was like all right this is cool like I'm good and then um you know switched to to fully vegan uh about two and a half years ago so yeah yeah, it's it's been good, and I, you know, it, it always came from a place of, like, I love animals a lot, and I sure. don't want to eat them, and that's just kind of it, you know? <laughs> Same, very similar for me, like, um, you know, compassion for animals, um, and, and that, uh, actually, have you heard of this band called G Jesus Peace? Jesus Peace? No, the, I heard Yeah, they're like a hardcore band, and um, a bunch of their members are vegan, and I was doing a podcast with them um, at the podcast that I met Trevor and um, some of the other guys from Sundressed uh, at the same music fest. And uh, that was around the time that I went vegetarian and he was talking about how like it, it's not, you know, you can get your protein from somewhere else. So like whether you realize it or not, you're making a choice to eat meat and it's, it's unnecessary. Like it, it and I never had thought of it as that. I was like, Oh, well don't we need to eat animals to get like proper proteins and like for our bodies. And like, you know, and then it just kind of, clicked in my head I was like people have been living 20 30 years being vegetarian or vegan and they're totally fine you know health wise so if this is a choice that I'm if I'm being if I feel like I'm being selfish by eating animals when I don't have to I'm not going to <laughs> and and I feel like even as I say that like I don't cast any judgment on anybody who does if like I know people love bacon and they love hamburgers and steaks like and that's totally fine. This is just my personal perspective. And, like, I, that's something that I was really worried about. And I'm still am conscious of that people can take that as, like, oh, well, if I eat meat and you don't, does that make you think that you're better than me? Or, like, um, and I think that is a big thing with, like, the vegan people against veganism that, like, um, or that's just a big argument that I hear that people think, like, that about vegans that it's like a pretentious thing but it's i i don't see it that way at all any, anymore yeah yeah i i would say the same thing that I, I i don't like judge other people for not eating meat but or sorry for eating meat but um 
uh, on tour and stuff like that, I do kind of like, you know, week three or four of a tour and everyone's just sort of like on a different level of um, <laughs> their moods and everything like that. Uh, I kind of let it slip a little bit. Like Vic will probably tell you that like, I'll just walk by people in the van and be like, that's not vegan when they're eating like, <laughs> like something from like Taco Bell or something. I'll just, I mean, at this point it's just kind of a, a running joke in the band that I'll make fun of people for eating meat. Um, <laughs> But it's only because they're my like dear friends, and they're they know that I'm mostly kidding. Um, <laughs> like uh, going to Taco Bell and stuff, I like to say that oh, we're gonna go get cat food and a wet napkin. I'm so excited! Like I'll I'll just be a dick like that. <laughs> that's, <funny to> <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> no, it, it is, and, and I think uh, like it's 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 nice to make light of it a little bit sometimes. It's because it is a serious subject for some people but like to your point I think it's become and I can imagine being on the road um it has to be more difficult to especially on I know you guys do some long tours sometimes like it's it probably gets hard when you're eating fast food because you can't keep a lot of stuff in your van like it probably gets difficult to eat vegan right like or or does it I don't know I, I guess I'm asking you yeah, it, it is a little difficult when you're traveling because you, you do end up having to spend, like, more money on food, um, which can be, you know, difficult on tour um, when everybody else can just, you know, go to a fast food place and get some food. Like, you kind of have to get creative. I go to, like, a lot of grocery stores and try to get stuff from there. And, like, you know, usually I'm always, like, going off on my own to find food um, unless occasionally, like, another band member will be like, I want to go to, like you know, the vegan ramen place that you're going to and spend like $10, <laughs> which is, you know, a lot on the road, but sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. That's just, that's, that just kind of comes with it. I don't know. I, I'm sure like a lot of bands like do it differently. They like make food that they can bring uh, in a cooler and stuff like that. And we just haven't had to tour in a long time. So I haven't really had to like <laughs> worry about it too much yeah yeah i mean that's crazy like i'm sure you probably miss it at this point right like um i i know oh yeah i'm missing like um and sundressed is one of those bands for the last three years um along with you know some of your other friends like keep flying and nominee like the um those guys that every time they come through st louis you know i see them you know at least once if not two or three times a year just because uh they're coming through and, and I'll go to the show when they're here in St. Louis, or maybe I'm at a festival and they're there too. And I really just miss seeing some of those friends that, um, I, I would have seen probably, at, you know, once or twice this year, at least. Um, yeah, I mean, do you guys, uh, how are you kind of, I know you're doing a bunch of stuff streaming online. How are you guys promoting this album? Um, while being, not being able to tour. Yeah, we, we, we've had to get a little bit creative with it. Um, because even just uh, our, our plan was to release this, I think, back in, like, March, I, I believe, was when we were going to start, you know, re like, releasing stuff. And we ended up having to push it way back just because of, like, literally, like, the social climate at the time, if not for the fact that we're just, you know, the pandemic kind of made a lot of things uncertain. Sure. Um, and so we had to do... we we made up for that by doing like a bunch of music videos that were super fun to do we did some of them like ourselves at home like filming with our iphones and then we did um 
somewhere we were like able to actually like meet up and it was like the first time any of us had like seen each other and during the whole quarantine so we were really stoked and uh yeah and then we have like uh leading up to the album's release in september we did like um every sunday a a live stream with sort of a different topic and made that content ourselves and kind of uh yeah, put it out there just to have some kind of, like, connection with people. And it ended up being really cool because you could, like, hang out in the chat and, like, people would be asking questions and stuff and then we could answer them, like, right away. And so in a lot of ways, like, that is, like, the next best thing to just playing, like, a sold-out show at the Rebel Lounge, which would have been awesome, but we'll get to do that, I'm sure, someday soon. Yeah, eventually. <laughs> eventually, um... Yeah, man, it's definitely been different. Like, um, I know, uh, and and I mean, you guys are doing a great job. I think you're doing a great job of doing what you can to promote it. And I I see stuff that you're posting on Instagram um, about streaming on Twitch and everything. And your your cover videos that you got, I saw that Menzingers one that you guys were doing. That's like really cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's it's and it's just fun. Um, I, uh, the the band uh, Story of the Year, they're from here. In St. Louis, and they, um, yeah. this summer, this past summer, they were going to do, like, um, full album shows, like, where they were going to play their, uh, I think, uh, three of their albums just front to back, you know, and the shows all sold out, like, so quick. Uh, one of them was at a really small venue, uh, the other two were at, like, you know, maybe, like, a, a thousand person, or I think, 800 cap venue, so, so pretty, you know, and their, their hometown heroes here, they're, like, Everybody loves them. So, like, um, and, and instead of doing that now, they're going to do it, everything, like, streaming, um, uh, which is, and they've created, like, visuals and stuff for it, for the background, which is really exciting. And I think that that's, um, I was talking to their bass player, Adam, um, shout out, Adam the Skull, and uh, that, <laughs> that I think some of these things will stick. Um, he was saying that some of these, these ideas will stick after, things even go back to somewhat normal where we can have start having shows like we were um, previously before all this happened, um, before COVID happened, like where people will still, you know, bands will still be doing the streaming thing and, and that it's an additional way. It's almost in, a, in it's, it's forced people to be more creative, um, forced bands to be more creative, but like those ideas won't go away. You know what I mean? And it's actually kind of cool that it's forced us into that. Um, uh, even though, you know, we all wish that we could play shows, I'm sure. (laughs) But I think a lot of those ideas and like, you know, the streaming and, um, doing stuff digitally and, and finding more creative ways to like bring in revenue and put your band out there. I think those ideas are still going to stick. I mean, what, what's your take on that? Yeah. Hot takes with AJ Peacock. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, I, I think that, my take on it is just sort of like this is what we have to do now the music industry has always like been able to adapt to all these weird like things out of left field like you know looking back at uh free music streaming that was illegal and like Napster and everything and how the industry adapted around that and like accepted parts of it and like obviously there's like resistance to new things and then there's the people that accept it and learn how to like flow with it yeah so i think that's interesting and i think that i don't know and i i'm like dying to play a show like 
I'm like super dying to play. It's like the longest I've gone without playing a show since like before I pl- started playing guitar. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, 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 I'm just sort of trying to like, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm, I'm, I'm sort of like trying to take a break from that part of my life and see like now I have all this time to learn other things yeah. and explore other things and and so I'm trying to like have the most positive spin on it that I can good good that's good yeah and I'm I'm a super positive person too and I'm I'm trying to make the best of it as well like um, I went through some major changes in my life right before all this happened um you know, my wife and I separated, I moved into a new apartment, so I was by myself. I didn't see a single person for, like, two months <laughs> while we were all God, quarantining. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and it was just, like, it was crazy, and working from home and all that, and um, so it's been a big adjustment, but um, for the most part, it's, yeah, it, it's been hard to, I, I, won't, I won't lie, it's been difficult to stay positive sometimes. It definitely feels like we, you know, you have to, we have to get get comfortable with the uncertainty that we don't know when things are going to go back to normal or what normal will be, you know, from this point. Like, uh, it's just, it's really insane. And and even just like the social climate and the political climate right now in the world is in, in the United States is just like, it's wild right now. It's like, <laughs> it makes me not want to look at the news. Like, and I agree. I think I'm trying to just, uh, especially over the last couple months, like I started going, uh, well, the beginning of quarantine, I started going on really long walks. Um, I've listened to the Sundressed record like several times all the way through on some of my walks. And um, like, uh, I've been trying to play more guitar and go down to my studio and ramp up this podcast a little bit more and, and, go outside and hike a little bit um, and stuff like that with um, my lady that I'm seeing. So it's like, it, that's been really good to kind of like things that I maybe normally wouldn't do and, and life has kind of slowed down, which I think is a positive thing that it's like, okay, it's caused some of us to just slow down and take a breath for a minute and like um, regroup a little bit. So um, yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you. And I, I've also like kind of done a lot of those same things where um got into new hobbies and uh like uh I in September I was attempting to bike three hundred miles on on my bike. You know, it was like mm. a um it was called the Great Great Cycle Challenge and it was a fundraiser for uh helping to fight uh children's cancer oh, okay. and so I, we raised like 550 bucks just from being like, I'm going to do this and people donating. And then uh, I had almost completed the 300 miles, but I, um, I, I attempted to drop in on a mini ramp uh, skateboarding and I, I fell and broke my wrist. So. Oh, shit, dude. Are you OK now? I, I I'm still I'm still hurting a little bit, but um, luckily I was able to move down to a smaller splint, so my fingers are free and I can play guitar. Um, so that's the only reason we're able to, you know, continue to make videos and stuff like that is just because, um, yeah, my fingers are free. So. Good, but I, good. it still hurts pretty bad. Skateboarding is not fun. Don't try yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, be safe <laughs> out there for sure. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm almost 38 years old now, and I have thought about getting a skateboard during quarantine and, and getting out there again, but, um, falling, 
get hurt in my wrist or breaking or falling on my knees or something like that or ankle like it just terrifies me i don't i'm not like i'm fearless in other ways now like um you know i'm not afraid to like put out content put out videos on instagram and stuff put myself out there but getting physically injured like i'm like more terrified of now than i was like when i was a younger kid (laughs) yeah right (laughs) So yeah, it, 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 uh, we, we don't land the same way we did when we were kids, you know, um, and the recovery <laughs> time a bit more. Oh yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. The recovery time is like way longer. It's like, I feel like if I get hurt, if I, if I lay on my neck wrong, I'm going to be hurting for like three days, you know, where like when I was younger, if I laid on my neck wrong or something, it was like, by the end of the day, I'd be fine. It's like, you just don't bounce back as easy. Um, but I wanted to ask you, um, so I know that you, so you play in Sundressed, and do you also play in Weatherbox? Uh, yeah, that's actually how I met Sundressed, was um, they, on, on my first tour ever, which was with Weatherbox, they were the opening band in Phoenix, and that's how I met them, so. Okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, and I think Trevor had mentioned that you played with Hotel Books at one point as well. Yeah, I did like one one little string of shows with them. That was that was a relatively short. Um, that that was kind of like Weatherbox went on hiatus in, in 2016, and me and the other members were like, okay, well, what do we do now? And uh, our guitar player at the time, Scott, was like, hey, I got this band Hotel Books. They like, let's go play with them. And I didn't even know any of their songs when I met up with them to like go on this little string of shows and uh, like literally learned them the night before. And so, yeah, it, it was cool. But, oh, that's um, cool. short lived. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So I met him, um, Cam from hotel books. I met him yeah. in 2016 and he had mentioned something in our interview that like he had, was playing with some of you guys. So that's what, when I heard the word weather box, I was like, Oh, that, that's where I remember hearing that from from him when we he was on my podcast on our podcast one time. Um, so no, no way. Yeah, yeah, long time ago. Uh, um, uh, yeah, so I mean, it was twenty sixteen. It's been it's probably been four years now. But um, he's a good dude. Um, uh, and yeah, totally. Um, what what are some of your? Because I know Sundress kind of has their own sound, um, and especially on this album, like we've talked about there's a guitar identity, there's a lot of hooks, and kind of, one thing that I think is so cool about you guys is you have this really cool mix of, like, pop punk, but also these indie rock sensibilities where, like, you can't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like, I would never tell anybody, like, oh, Sundress is a pop punk band, or Sundress is an indie band, like, I feel like you guys are one of those bands that's just unique, where you're not always using distortion, and you're not always using clean channel, it's like the guitar's sound different sometimes and like the songs are a little bit different what are some and I know this is totally like a softball question but what are some of your influences that you were kind of like going into this record um thinking about when you were writing some of these songs I'm sorry you, you cut out a little bit just at, at the end of oh, that shoot. um you, the last thing I heard you say was uh sometimes the guitars have distortion sometimes oh, yeah. they don't and then it was like kind of choppy oh okay no worries no worries I'm sorry um, yeah no it's all good um, what were some of your influences like going into this record, like a- as you were writing some of these songs, what were some of the things that did, did you have influences in mind or did you, were you just kind of like, Hey, I'm going to kick this out and this is just going to be whatever come like, I'm going to try not to focus on any influences. I'm just going to create like, you know, fresh, like, um, do you get what I'm saying? 
Yeah, totally. And um, I would say it was it was kind of song by song, um, where certain like influences were being applied because you know for most of these songs I was just getting um, uh, acoustic voice memo like demos from Trevor yeah. and sometimes it would be like the whole song sometimes it would just be like a chorus and to kind of like answer the question of what what is this song going to be in its final form I kind of yeah would like reference ba- different bands for different songs so like the title track Home Remedy I was I was really trying to reference um the Get Up Kids especially their new record yeah um, because I'm like they're they're a band because we we kind of did want to get away from this sort of like pop punk bubble because it like that word is kind of meaningless now we don't really like are you talking about the Descendants or are you talking about like Knuckle Puck like I don't or, know or are you talking and about so, like Machine Gun Kelly's new record you know what I mean <laughs> like exactly yeah it's it, it's like literally a, a term that is just losing its meaning and so you know I think of the Get Up Kids as a band that you know it's it's hard to really put a label on who they are and what their sound is. And so definitely for for that song, Home Remedy, I was like, I want this to be like new get-up kids. And then like the song No Thanks, I was like, I want the chorus to be Alkaline Trio and I want the verses to be Tiger's Jaw and stuff like that. Like I I would literally just divvy songs up like that and kind of figure out what what I would want to hear a finished version of the song to sound like. Um, So I guess we, we did reference quite a lot of like you know, emo punk bands, um, because that's, that's primarily what I I like to listen to, but, um, and, and also our producer is really into it. So it it, it is really coming from that world. Um, but we were trying to just sort of take it into a, I don't know how to say it, like maybe a more mature, uh, realm of that world. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, I would agree with that. And the Get Up Kids, the, um, I love that you like called them out because they're one of my favorite bands. Um, when I was in high school, um, Something to Write Home About came out my senior year in high school. And like that was such uh, an influential record on me. And uh, they're from Kansas City, which is just like, you know, three and a half hours away from here, too. So um, right. they're, they're a huge like influence on me in the Midwest and emo punk that, yeah, I, I, and that's true. Like when I, I feel like when you say, Oh, what are the get up kids? You say something like, Oh, well they're indie punk or they're punk emo or, you know, you don't really have like a, um, you can't, you can't just point to them and say that they're a pop punk band or, or that they're a punk rock band or anything like that. And I, I feel the same way about your, your music as well in this new album. So, uh, mission accomplished on that, brother. Oh, thank you, man. I appreciate that. You know, and as as we keep going as a band and stuff like that, you, you know how kind of like bands um, will start out in sort of like a genre that uh, is the scene that they come out of and all the bands kind of like have a similar um, vibe to them. And then as a band's career goes on, then they just start sounding more and more like themselves. Like uh, that. that's kind of my hope for Sundressed is that, you know, couple records down the line it'll just be this is a sundressed record and, and not be like oh this is like a really cool pop punk record or whatever yeah um so yeah i'm excited to see what else is coming you know for sure for sure well you i think you're definitely on that that track and um uh, i i think this is fun like i i'm i'm excited that you guys are to you know talk to you and and trevor and vic and kind of do a little 
sundressed mini series here on this podcast. Um, it's been really fun to just like talk about music and get to know you guys. So, um, dude, thanks again for coming on. Um, I hope that when oh, I'm, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, dude, you, you oh. cut out again, like, uh, after you said Trevor and Vic, I, can't, oh. I, uh, I didn't get Damn the rest it. of that. I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I was just going to say, it's been cool to do like a little sundressed mini series, um, like on, <laughs> yeah. on this podcast. And I hope that when you guys, um, tour, like I'll be able to meet you in person. And, um, I just want to say thanks again for taking the time to, to come on, man. This has been really cool. I feel like I've made a new friend with AJ Peacock's. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, and I'm, I'm stoked if, if we ever get to come to St. Louis again, cause I, I love St. Louis. Um, and we, is Fubar still a venue there the, or did it? Yes and no. So they rebranded and they're called red flag now. Um, okay. Yeah. And Good they just know. moved across, <laughs> they moved across the street and, um, they, they were going to have their first shows at the new venue in, um, March, but then COVID hit and they had to cancel everything. So, and one of those, um, story of the year shows was supposed to be at the new red flag, uh, you know, ex Fubar venue too. So it's just, uh, <laughs> it sucks. Cause I want to, I, I want to play there too. So <laughs> Right, yeah, and I, yeah, I, I love Fubar. I've played there like probably almost every time I've been to St. Louis. But um, I'm also sad about uh, Foam, the little DIY coffee shop venue. That place was awesome. Yeah, but I think that went away pr- before COVID hit. It, it was a cool spot too. Yeah, I, I, I um, Fubar is great. All the, like I feel like a, like tons of shows come through there. And then um, the last time Sundressed was here, they played at this little comic book shop, and that was an awesome show. Um, oh, I bet, dude. I, I wish I could have been there for that one. It was really cool, man. I, I really enjoyed it. And um, there's another little venue here that I, I really like. Um, I, I played there. It was one of the last shows that I played before um, COVID hit. Um, it's called The Sinkhole, and it's a real small little, like, punk, hardcore metal venue. And um, you know, it, it holds maybe 80 people. And if you get 30 people in there, it feels packed and it's just, it's got a good vibe to it. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can't wait to see you guys play and, and, um, get to meet you in person. I, I haven't been able to meet you yet. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to it too. Awesome. Well, thanks again, yeah. AJ. Um, it's, it's great to talk to you, man. Um, I'll probably have this up. I'll try to get this up on Thursday. Cool. Sounds good, man. And I'll, I'll send you this audio. Um, if you just like text me what uh, email address to send it, I'll get it bounced out. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. That, that'll be perfect. I'm, I'm all about that good quality. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I love it. Podcasts are fun, dude. Awesome. <laughs> well, thanks again, AJ, man. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. Yeah, no problem, yeah, no problem man. I'll talk to you later. Right. Bye-bye. Peace. Peace.